0: Hi. Hey. Uh, Hello. <laughs> how you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm well, thank you.
0: How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, I'm going to be totally honest and put this out there because I think it'd actually be quite funny for people out there watching. <laughs> uh, this is our yes. second time through of trying to do this. Uh, definite error on my part. But we've made it round to round two. So thank you very much for coming back. <laughs> for
1: no problem. So good. We did a <laughs> I know.
0: It was that good. <laughs> um, so for everyone out there, who are you? Who are you playing for and what are you doing right now?
1: Um, my name is Rose Thomas. I'm an international hockey goalkeeper. I'm number one goalkeeper for senior Wales women's team. And also I play my club hockey at Holcombe. Um, and I'm also a full-time recruitment consultant.
0: Yeah, very nice. So how did you get into hockey?
1: Um, yeah, so um, in a forceful manner, I would say. Um, uh, when I was in year seven at school, I had no interest in hockey at all. Um, I didn't have much history with it either. So my family never played it. Um, and my PE teacher came up to me and asked me to get involved with some after school hockey. I instantly refused, I said it was a silly sport even though I didn't know anything <laughs> about it um, and then she said to me that if I didn't come in, and play hockey she'd put me in detention and, and make me play <laughs> That so, is savage um, yeah. <laughs> That is so, yeah, so savage she put, she put me straight in goalkeeping kit um, Actually. Uh, put me in a football goal, three drills at the same time, shooting drills and said save the ball um, I You're absolutely coaching. loved it Yeah <laughs> Yeah, a bit of a baptism of fire, but um, I I loved every minute of it, um, got into it, We I got the bug really quickly, really early, and I had a lot of football background, so I think it was more, I played outfield in football, I think as you could see that I could use my feet, it was relatively coordinated, I think
0: yeah.
1: it helps with the game, understanding the game as well, on a left and a side point of view, so um, yeah, I mean, I didn't even hold a hockey stick for a couple of months I didn't even know a goalie needed one <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> well, so uh,
1: yeah so a good foundation to use your feet, I suppose
0: yeah, definitely. there are so many keepers like I, I I came from a football background and got involved that way. I know um so quite a number of goalkeepers have kind of football backgrounds and then end up being hockey goalkeepers. I think the coordination yeah. bit like helps and the kicking helps quite a bit um. And I love the fact that you got into hockey kind of not a very traditional route, but (laughs) more like arm barring to get you in. (laughs) Whereas, (laughs) and like from my aspect, I like turn up to what I thought was football training and was hockey. So I like kind of the different, yeah, definitely like
1: admin skills there.
0: Yeah, yeah, doing really well. That was definitely a weird moment. I turned around and was like, What is going on here? <laughs> so, um, and also I love the fact that you got kind of got there a different route instead of, Oh, my parents played and, and kind of got in through it that way. Um, so, you say you're like full time in work, you're playing first choice for Wales, uh, you're playing Premiership for Holcomb, like what does your normal week look like? Because obviously there's going to be a lot of like time constraints and commitments and everything else. Yeah. Like how do you, what does your normal week look like and that, and how do you balance that?
1: Yeah, I think to be, to be honest with you, I've, I've been playing for Wales since I was 13. So it is my normal in, in yeah. terms of being able to kind of juggle that. Um And there's lots of people who do a lot of sports within that, you know, the rest of the Welsh team, men and the women they're either in full-time education or they're in full-time work so um it's not it's not unique in that respect but you know in season probably two strength two conditioning sessions on a, on a strength condition point of view then do two club training sessions and a match on the weekend um and that's kind of shoehorned in around before or after work and or if you're lucky enough i personally live Um, My gym's very really close to my work, so I can also kind of put maybe a longer lunch in uh, and kind of sneak out (laughs) the gym for a little while. Um, So, so that's helpful as well.
0: Nice. And you, you say like obviously you've been playing for well since you were thirteen, like, Mm. and you had you're used to balancing and like juggling commitments. I think that ties in really well to like the last podcast when I was speaking to a couple of the EDP guys in terms of like how important life balance is and it's not always like phoning to say oh I I just can't do it I'm feeling a bit tired a bit achy I I don't feel like doing it today like yeah if you want to be a senior international you've got to put the yards in like how important then is kind of the communication everything from your side obviously when growing up having to speak to like coaches and teachers and parents and everything else and now obviously you're having to deal with employers like how? What are this kind of skills in place, and the kind of things that you recommend to guys going through this? And maybe they're early in this at the moment. Like, what would yeah. you recommend?
1: I think it's uh, taking real control of the kind of life admin Your, yourself. I think you know, I was going away at quite a young age. I think my first trip away was when I was thirteen, um, and even from then, you know, my parents were really strong on me taking control of that and understanding what my weeks look like where I'm going where I need to go I mean they were wonderful taxi drivers but I had to to drive I had to drive that initiate that Um, I think that it's best that you're really open and honest as well with what's going on Um, it's really helpful now with with the program we get the get the dates a lot earlier so that we can actually plan in advance have conversations with employers flag any potential issues whether there's therefore flexibility in the program or there's flexibility with employers or, you know, on the other side for some of the guys, you know, you spoke about in the last podcast around the university side of things. Um, I think best thing is, you know, you need to be able to be hot on your own diary. Um, you need to have those organizational skills, but also it's be- always best to have a really open and honest conversations. If there is an issue, go and talk to your coaches, go and talk to your teachers. If you're, if you're young, if you're struggling with, things like work school work or whether that's um you know the workload then it's just always being open and honest about that i mean you're naturally hard-working individuals to be able to juggle all this so you know as long as you kind of get your head down when you can but the other side of it is is that you're just making sure you're having those conversations with people
0: yeah and i think that's and that was the kind of the key take home from the the previous podcast as well yeah. and i think the other thing and like I kind of alluded to as well though like you're not going to get there if you don't do those yards like if you don't do the extra sessions and make we would we had a really good chat before in terms of like is it a sacrifice or is it a choice like it's a choice that you want to be a senior international athlete and actually that means you're going to be tired and achy and everything else but that's kind of something you've got to go through um obviously you were involved with the the centralized program at GB um, yeah. for a little bit and which is really cool how does that then what would you say are the main kind of differences between being a full-time centralized athlete versus being an athlete where you're effectively kind of self-funding a little bit and you're you're working at the same time as as being a you know a senior internationally going to world events and everything else what would you say the kind of the differences are and kind of the pros and cons of each
1: yeah, I think being part of the programme was was brilliant. I was I was part uh for nearly two years um and on a part-time basis. So I was in Mondays and Tuesdays and as you've had a chat with the guy before and had to have a week's look, and they and they did then still instead of having a Wednesday off, so it was almost they were kind of in four days of that week. Um so I would be involved in the gym session on a Monday and the pitch session and then double pitch on that Tuesday. And then outside of that would continue that individual training of of, um, strength and conditioning as well. Um, I think in aspects, it's easier um, when you're training, you're turning up to a great facility and you're training with like minded individuals who are competitive and driven and you've got the same goal those sessions were grueling they they were they were much more challenging but I found it a lot easier to be in that kind of environment then on the flip side of that when you're in full-time work and you're fitting around your own diary and you're out there training by yourself that can be a little bit more more challenging to have the motivation to do that so when you get into do with your team it's brilliant um other things, obviously, was a lot more pitch time that I was able to access through GB and, and a lot higher intensity of that, which I thoroughly enjoyed. As well as, you know, all goalkeepers love their extra training; they Definitely. love love that extra attention. Um, so <laughs> not that we so need, you or anything like as a,
0: goalkeepers, but you
1: know,
0: oh, no, no, not <laughs> never. At all. Needy. We always like to think
1: we're special. Yeah,
0: <laughs> goalkeepers um, are amazing people. I mean, there's a brand about it. <laughs> I so, have you heard know. that. Once I was, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, that side of things was really good as well um but yeah again on top of that you have you're lucky enough to be supportive through your national lottery funding um and that was for, for part of my week which allowed me to then make sure I could focus on that And the other part of my week I would just work on those days as off rather than worrying too much about that but actually on a part-time basis I thought it was fantastic because it provided balance and I know you kind of touched on that with, with the full-time um lads that were on before but I think that's really important to be able to have that element of distraction um, and also kind of perspective perspective and normality. Um, and, but then, you know, looking on the on the Welsh side of things, um, you know, where we can get we get our contact time where we can really, um, you know, weekends together in, in Cardiff, um, on the pitch, wherever possible, kind of working around the club system and and using the club system to help support us. So it's just different in terms of different challenges around difficulties with timing sometimes but also sometimes a little bit a little bit easier with when you've got like-minded people around you
0: yeah and so how often are you training with wales as a as a whole group where you get the whole squad together like how often how many times like a month a year like would you say you you get together
1: it it honestly depends on what we have coming up that year and also the time of year it is so like i said earlier we heavily rely on the club system to support us. Um so we don't like to interrupt that that season. So pre-Christmas we kind of September to Christmas we tend to just do those Sunday Monday camps and take annual leave wherever possible within the squad on a Monday. Um, and that's probably once a month or so. And then we have a big trip out in January together. It's a good period of a break within the season. And also a lot of people's annual leave falls kindly to that. Mm. Um, and then after that, we'll just kind of increase that that contact time. So whether that starts to become more once a month, a couple of times a month, particularly to, as we ramp up to our test series, um, our warm-up matches, um, as we go towards whether we've got a Europeans or a Commonwealth Games or a major home, home tournament tournament, that does that does tend to tend to depend.
0: Yeah, and you guys did a a trip this year to France, didn't you? Which was a it seemed like a really cool trip in terms of not only I say a cool trip like it was a a bit of a jolly and a holiday. (laughs) I'm sure it wasn't (laughs) that at all. But it seemed like a really decent trip in terms of making some really good gains as a squad against a decent opposition. So I guess the more opportunities you get to go on those like test series camps and, and everything else must must make a huge difference to the squad.
1: It definitely does and I think that's something that, that we've done a lot better as Hockey Wales over the last few years around increasing that contact time and increasing those tournaments um, which you know there's nothing better than that match play and being able to be put in those pressure environments so that's something you just can't replicate in training and you need to be put under those kind of situations. Um, now additionally with the new rules with the FIH where capped matches now are um associated with ranking points and every capped game that you play matters and it's not just about tournament game which allows countries like wales to be able to accumulate more points which is fantastic but also it's another level of that pr- level of pressure and it, while we were in france that was our first exposure to that and, and we did very well it, it, under those circumstances Are really pleased with how we how we've come
0: along yeah and and saying about how you've come along that the amount, the, sorry, the amount, the, how far Hockey Wales has come over the last mm. six, seven years or so is pretty yeah. massive. And actually, you can see that in the results and, you know, in how well the women and the men are doing. Like, what would you say has been kind of the main kind of contributing factors in, in kind of that development of, of Hockey Wales as a nation at, at senior level?
1: yeah because I, th- I think like you said it's been fantastic i mean look with the men with the a division how well they did in, in their euros if we look at um those individuals having two female and two male um welsh athletes in, in the db setup as well that shows that growth there um and that you know that wasn't the case um uh, few years ago so um i think that We've not only developed on the senior side where we've increased our um, contact time, we've been a little bit more intelligent around how we schedule that. Um, like I said before, I'm increasing the, the match at play um, and the tournaments there, but also the additional side of things with the mm-hmm. psychology, our strength conditioning program is very good. We are accessing video analysis. We're looking at more remote support as well where we can take, take those additional games. But then also that's filtered through to the youth side, and Hockey Wales have done a great, great job of you know the creation of the 360 centres, um, getting in quality coaches, being able to have that development, and, and 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 working that through. But then also kind of establishing some long long term relationships with nations, which means that we can continue to push um, all the way across throughout a cycle, rather than kind of having ad hoc. Um, ad hoc visits and ad
0: hoc managers. You talk about kind of the remote access and the remote contact Mm. time. I mean now more than ever, like (laughs) remote contact is like so important. And you say about the other aspects, so the video, the strength conditioning and the psychology. Like I guess the psychologist is going to be working pretty hard right now with you guys in terms of making sure that you're all mentally like in really good shape as well as well as the the SNC guys probably wanting you to guys to be to utilise this time to be in really good physical shape what would you say from those what are those two guys in particular the psychologists and the the conditioning coaches what are they getting saying to you guys in this period where none of us can get on a turf right now
1: yeah I I think it's important to note that we were always going to take next month off as a bit of a break and, and a breather because regardless of how strange it was ending the season it's still a full-on season and as you can appreciate usually with international athletes we don't tend to get much of a break before we then are in full swing for the next part of our program so first and foremost we're still going to be taking that break but um andrew on the strength conditioning point of view has been fantastic um he's been adapting our program that's you know home workout with body weights or if people are access to weight or bands he's adapting everything um he's been, he's so accessible um, he's also been although he doesn't enjoy it, he's been doing some of his videoing to show us show us that <laughs> um and we're trying to persuade him to do a bit of um weekly zoom sessions to see if he'll get get involved nice. on that as well help
0: um your own but, little yeah, joe wicks
1: <laughs> yeah we're hoping we're hoping it'll take <laughs> off um but yeah he he's he's been brilliant, and I think he, for him as well and and also the the tone from the whole of the management and support is is to be able to enjoy what you're doing so that and and to be able just to do it within the parameters of what's possible alongside with you know first and foremost to be staying safe and staying healthy and supporting those around you and understanding that you know we all love hockey, but at the end of the day we'll of what everything that's going on you know that's not an absolute priority our our kind of health and well-being is which is also where Ross comes in on, on the psychology side of things um like I said and we're taking a little bit of a break now but you know even with Hockey Wales and across um on a wider point of view across within the team and our management everyone's checking in on people's mental health we're really ensuring that everyone's in a good space um, and catching up with people because obviously there's a lot of changes that are going on um you know even people's full-time employment might not be the same case um so we're checking in there and then as we kind of ramp up with our more remote support we're definitely looking into more of how can we strengthen our team culture how can we improve our individual performances so in terms of whether that's you know, preparation for a game for example those kind of areas where it's uh, going to be a little bit neglected or, or you know, cr- crammed into it into a weekend session and now and this is really time to take advantage of the fact that we can kind of pick that apart and, and go through the process properly.
0: Yeah, and like like you say, like if you're only meeting maybe two days a month as a squad, like pitch time is then premium. And then I guess Absolutely. building all that other stuff if you've got this window of opportunity and it is an opportunity in a lot of ways to actually make those gains which you maybe wouldn't have done before. And I guess with everybody now having to do as we're doing now, like do stuff over the internet and make these kind of connections. That's only going to refine your processes when you have your pitch stuff and the other stuff. That's only going to surely make the whole product as you guys in the best hockey you can better. So I think that's, a, that's definitely a really exciting thing to be able to build on and put all that together. What would you say then is next for Hockey Wales? Like what, what would you say is next for for the program and and for you as an athlete kind of what what are the next kind of steps what in terms of moving forwards
1: yes so i mean ideally in terms of us for coming up we've got europeans next year um obviously the announcement of the olympics and uh, you know the conversations around gb and home nations i'm uncertain what that necessarily will look like um but obviously we just carry on as normal until we're told otherwise but <laughs> yeah. um that that would be really exciting um i that would be kind of my like fifth or sixth euros which is quite a scary thought um <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but um yeah and then also on top of that with like i alluded to in terms of the new fih um point system We are hoping that, therefore, we can put ourselves in a position to continue to ramp up those test series so that we can then get involved with the World Cup qualifiers. Um, And then, on top of that, then there will be the World Cup after that and obviously a Commonwealth Games. So it, the next couple of years, that contact time will very much be increased. I'm sure we'll be pretty sick of each other. Hopefully we'll be in that kind of, <laughs> hopefully in that kind of position, um, which would be really, really positive. I think that's absolutely huge. Um, and obviously the men have another round of that A-Division side of things as well, and also have, are absolutely in a really good position to be in that, that World Cup place. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, that's that's, that could be potentially going on in the next couple of years for
0: us on a senior level that's really cool and so with everything that's then starting to ramp up and everything else with all those tournaments what does then the support network look like around that because obviously that doesn't happen with just players turning up and getting and doing training everything else like there needs to be a big support network around that like what does that what support do the players and, and the hockey wells need moving forwards to then be able to do that because I think that's one thing that again I think with what's happened recently is going to take into light in terms of what support networks need to be in place not only from an international level but from a club level as well. So, what, what does that support network look like to you? Do you think? Well, I
1: think continued support from, from clubs, anyway, to, to be flexible wherever possible and, and to cater for international athletes and also to continue to push that level. Um, we're absolutely supportive of that of that, of that system, and it, is, it, help, it helps us. We wouldn't be able to do, we wouldn't be able to play appropriately without it. Um, on the other side of things, you know, we're all self-funded athletes, so you know, financially, we do have to pay for the pitch higher, the the costs around um our attendance to to tournaments and, and obviously we're very grateful we have support from sport wales but that's not enough to cover those costs and so we do look wider and look to the hockey community for for support like you you guys provide sport 101 which is fantastic and you can you can see how you know we can we can promote promote businesses where you know either that's through logos on on our shirts and or banners on our on our pitches where you know we have our games televised and we have them streamed our last series you know was on s4c and bbc sport wales so we, we do have that reach And even when we play abroad there's still um you know the ability for us to watch online as well um but on top of that, it, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond the social media um, promotion and also, you know, how Hockey Wales can then create a relationship going forward. You know, We've done some fantastic work with, with some schools in terms of being able to train with us and how, offer a little bit of insight into what a day-to-day looks like. But on a kind of more you know corporate responsibility point of view and, and more the corporate world, you know, Athletes of of our level have got fan, fantastic transferable skills to the corporate world. Whether that's resilience, and understanding of teamwork, um, and also just the, the general competitive nature and character, I think can really add value. So whether that's on an individual basis where we share our stories and we provide that insight, or whether individuals come and come and watch us and be part of that day and that, and that can something that can be taken forward. I mean, and I know there's a lot of well-being initiatives to understand how to best support, uh, you know, on a mental health point of view and outside of that and the importance of finding that work-life balance. And we've got a lot of information that we can support with that. So it's not only about, you know, being supportive there, but also it's, it's where we can also give back individually and as a team. Um, and outside of that, I would say, is also looking for people's investment in the sport. So you know if you're unable to support us you know financially then actually you know we would just love your engagement in the sport and and that's not just for Hockey Wales but that's in general you know pick up pick up a stick and try try the game turn on the tv if the pro league's on or if you've got yeah. access to your local club go down and watch a game you know that's it's outside of, of just Welsh sport it's just an engagement level there and the more of us that watch the more of us that get involved the bigger our sport will be and it'll be better for everybody
0: yeah and i think you've really nailed it there in terms of support it doesn't just come from financial sponsors or whatever actually it's support is getting down to to support your club to yeah. support when whales are playing at Sky gardens like get down there like hockey whales and the, the girls in the office are doing such a fantastic job in terms of making the club side more kind of accessible and putting on festivals I know which would have been running this summer which unfortunately are going to be postponed but things like that are only going to help you guys knowing that there is that support network around you you know being interactive with the hockey world social media and stuff is only gonna to, gonna to help you guys um, but like I say I think it's a it's a two-way thing in terms of like giving that support back as well and and you know there's some really good opportunities to work with the athletes that with that yeah. and they can then give that support back to to the guys that are supporting them and i think that's that's so important that and you guys understand the importance of the two-way street thing and i think that's really cool it's cool to see and stuff um so have you got any other kind of uh, pieces of advice for players or any any way that you would like the club way to go any kind of final thoughts
1: um I would probably just say on, on a player point of view for for those that we're all kind of a bit trapped inside um the hockey family has a lot of badges we all we do love the sport yeah. and, I, <laughs> and i can appre- I can appreciate the frustration that's probably happening happening and I think the key thing really is is to to do what you enjoy. So whether that's picking up, you know, a few home workouts, whether that's, you know, check out a little bit of, you know, on our on our social media and our hockey Wales social media and hockey Cymru women in terms of what we're doing on a day to day basis as a bit of inspiration on a strength and conditioning point of view. But also it's probably a good time to, to think about those areas that you could make those small gains. And we talked about the psychology side of things and whether you've got access to any video or Um, you know there's a lot of online you know you know there's your YouTube channels there's information that people are sharing there's there's coaching areas that people can look into as as additional side of things so I think first and foremost do things you enjoy get your friends involved you know challenge each other because that's also the part of it the social the competitive side that we're all missing have and and you know the hockey family is still there it's just we've we've moved online so I think it's always about reaching out there's people there to answer your questions there's people there to provide those solutions so I think it's don't feel like you're isolated by yourself really
0: thank you so much for your time second time (laughs) (laughs) round. twice the fun (laughs) yeah Um, I hope so no it definitely was Um, yeah thank you so much for for coming on there was some amazing like nuggets of information out for everybody watching and listening Um, yeah thank you very much and good luck with lockdown but also good luck in terms of the preparation for when we can eventually get back on the pitch
1: cheers mike thanks yeah. very much see you later bye, bye. see you later bye.